0: All right, let's get into the word Psalm 62. I'm going to look at verse 11. Um, If you have it, say amen. If you're having a problem finding Psalms, which is pretty much in the middle of your Bible, Um, We do have it up on the screen so you can read it from there. Uh, And as a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to read it, if you don't mind. I know you have it in your Bible and have it open and went through the pain of finding it. But just look at the screen for me and just read with me. Now, I want us to pause at all commas, stop at all periods. We know you can read, so don't try to outread everybody. Amen. Let's read it together. Amen. Ready, set, read. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power to uh-huh, verse 12. uh Uh-huh. For you to each one to this word. Uh-huh, I want to look at two two phrases. Power belongs to God and also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy. I want to talk about just for a few moments the theology behind my audacity the theology behind my audacity father God I thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy I thank you for your power your presence your purpose in the room so now God as I stand to minister your word take me out of myself use me to thy glory have your way in this place. God, do whatever you want to do in here. God, go up every pew, every aisle. Tear the place up. Move by your power. Not that I preach good, but that you just came in and wrecked the place. So wreck it, God, however way you want to wreck it. You can use a ball. You can walk through and slap everybody. You can, and you can wreck things by just speaking. However you want to do it, do it your way, God. And we give you glory for making it do what it do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. The theology behind my audacity. In order for us to all be on the same page, in order for us to all be in the same place, um, I think we need to have we need to get a definition out of the way, and once we have this definition, I think we can all work together. Um, when we say the word theology, actually theology is broken up into many various areas. But let's break the word up itself just to see what it means. Theology is broken into two words. The number one, the first word is theos. Theos means God. The other part of the word ology is logos, which means word. So in a easy definition, the word theology means a word about God. It's a word about God. Now, theology is broken in, systematic theology um, is broken up into mer- different areas. It's you, the study of God, the study of Christ, the study of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, the study uh, of the soul, the study of um, um, angels, angel- uh, and angelity, the study of demons, a de- uh, demonology. Um, Every aspect has been broken down and systematically pulled apart, and that's called systematic theology, a word about each one of these. But today, we want to talk about theology proper or paterology, and paterology or theology proper is the study of God the Father, his nature, and his ways. Now, now, schools globally have been formed and established for this purpose, just to study the nature of God. There are numerous textbooks and, 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 and theses that have been written and papers that have been written. Some of you are also in Bible school. I graduated from a Bible university, and I wrote numerous papers about God, his nature, his ways, his acts. Uh, um, so I understand what all of that is about. And, and all of these have been written trying to explain God. Yeah, yeah. But I found that it's impossible for the finite mind of man to comprehend an infinite God. Yeah, yeah, after all, listen, after all, we're trying to comprehend the vast incalculable nature of God. Uh, Who can know the mind of God? God's ways are far from our ways. His thoughts are far from our thoughts. Uh, uh, um, God is considered um, Deus Mysterium, God of mystery. There are some things that my mind just can't wrap around God. I just can't figure it out. And and, and I've tried. I've really tried. I know that my intellect may not be that great, but I try to stretch my intellect whenever I can. And, And in my studies and in my experiences with the Lord, I found in this two basic theological truths that will help every believer understand God. And ignite your audacity to believe God for the impossible. Yeah, you 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 really have pastor, yes. I really have. I've I've searched and I've searched and I've searched, and 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 what's interesting is in all of my searching, I couldn't find what I was looking for. It wasn't an adequate definition. I, I looked in textbooks and textbooks had some stuff but it didn't have what i was looking for i looked and i read thesis papers and i read uh, doctoral dissertations and and i I've, I've read uh, all kinds of papers and books and 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 and, and, and i couldn't Fine, I found God's name, I found the meaning of his names, I found uh, attributes based on his names, I found some things that he did in creation, but I couldn't find something that I could grasp hold to that would ignite my audacity until I remembered some, Byron. I remembered a prayer that we used to pray as children. And even after we got a certain age, we were taught not to pray that prayer anymore. But what I found the older that I get, that maybe we shouldn't ever stop praying that prayer. It's a prayer that many of you will remember when I start praying. It goes like this God is great and God is good. And we thank Him for our food, bow our heads, we all be fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. I don't talk about the food, but I do want to talk about the first part of this prayer. And there are two theological concepts that if you can grasp hold to them today, your life will never be the same. And they are God is great and God is Good. Now, I'm sure that many of you are theologians already, and, and you're not impressed at my profundity. I, I understand. I understand that you would rather hang your theological hat on something a little more substantial. Yeah, yeah. You want me to preach something a little bit more intellectually um, appetizing. Yet, yet, I found that often the most profound things are couched in the simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that the the thoughts that will blow your mind comes from the simplest of things. And I believe that these two thoughts will revolutionize your life. Y'all, I'm sorry, but I feel like preaching today, so y'all just bear with me. They'll revolutionize your life. The first one is God is great. Yeah, the text says God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Look at somebody and say, "Power belongs to God." Belongs to God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you not? Uh, did you not know that scientists estimate the size of planets and stars based on a measurement called solar mass? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. As as a matter of fact, they use the Earth Sun as a measuring tool, as a, a comparison in order to measure all of the other planets, stars, and things that, that flow in the universe. And, and, and what they've determined is that the Earth's sun is approximately one solar mass. The sun is 870,000 miles across. As a matter of fact, one could fit one million planet Earths inside the sun. That's how big the Earth's sun is. One million of these globes could be put inside the sun. But there's a star that is located about 7,500 light years away that weighs approximately 100 solar masses. The sun is only one, but the Eta Carinae is a hundred solar masses. There's another star called Canis Majoris, which is 2,100 times the size of the sun. That's amazing to me. That the sun alone is amazing, and then there are stars. That are that much more powerful or that much bigger than the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vast and amazing universe, and God created it. God is. Great, but that's not the greatness of God. With all of the planets, all of the cosmos, all of the universe, all of the things that we have yet to discover that God has created, the great thing about God is he didn't waste an ounce of energy creating it. He just said, let there be. And it was. We are still discovering things that God didn't even take time to make. We're still amazed and doing exploration and things that God didn't even take time to make. Seems to me that God would have taken some thought in creation, but God, as far as the universe is concerned, didn't do it. He just said, let it be. And everything fell in place. God is great. Let's see what the Bible says. Deuteronomy 10 and 17 says, for the Lord God is God of God. And Lord of lords, which means there are some other gods, some of whom we have erected. There are some other lords, some of whom we've put on the throne. But even with the other gods and the other lords, God is God of. Gods and Lord of. Lord's the great God, mighty and awesome. To show no, uh, who shows no partiality, nor takes a bribe. Jeremiah says, their redeemer, that's coming from the enemy. (laughs) Yeah, their redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. It's something when your God is so great that the enemy recognizes that your God is Lord. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that'll get you through the week when you got to go to work and fight and fight your supervisor. Just realize that even though they may be evil as evil can be, your God is greater. That might be the problem. That might be why you're having such a hard time. Because they recognize that your God is greater. I don't know. If we could ever get in our minds of how great our God is, it might change our outlook on some things. Yeah. The Lord of hosts is his name. Isaiah 40 and 12 says, who God has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. I want you to get it. Read the rest. Read the rest. Read the rest. Go. Uh-huh. Keep going. Uh huh. Now, this next one, I like to read because it's one of them good old church things. It says, Lift up your head, oh, ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of Glory shall come in. This is where you come in, verse 24 and 8. Come on, follow me. Come on, come on. It says, Read. Who is? Uh huh. Uh huh. He is the King of Glory. Look at your neighbor and say, Our God is great. The thing that I found about God is God is God based on his ability to perform what his mouth speaks. God becomes God to me when he can do whatever he says. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's God based on his ability to do what his mouth speaks. If he say he can make a way out of no way, he becomes God to me when he makes a way out of no way. God has never been nervous about his abilities. To do what he's promised and perform what he has purposed. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, now, if you got King James, unto him who is able to do, you've heard that scripture, abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in In us, yeah, God is able. Look at somebody. I'm sorry, I'm telling you to talk to your neighbor too much. Look at your neighbor and say, God is able. able. Yeah, God arranges impossibilities around us to grow audacious faith in us to show His greatness through us. I think I need to say that again. God arranges impossibilities around us to grow audacious faith. In us to show His greatness through us. Now you say it again. God arranges impossibilities. I had uh-huh, to grow. I had uh-huh, to show. His Can we say it one more time? Go ahead. Uh huh. I'm saying is that God has attached his, uh, his ability to our audacity. If our faith is audacious enough to believe him for anything, then God is able to accomplish more than anything. Oh yeah, y'all y'all don't get it. Y'all, y'all don't get it. God attaches his faith. Uh, yeah, God attaches his will to our can. In other words, if I believe he can, are y'all getting it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I believe that God can make a way, then if I believe that God can open a door, he. If I believe that God can move mountains, then he. He attaches his will to my can. That's why I don't have any problem with nobody dancing before they see the miracle. I don't have no problem with nobody dancing and running before they get the breakthrough. Because sometimes your neighbor sit there and say, you dancing premature. Your neighbor sit there and say, well, you ain't got it yet. Why you praising God? You ain't there yet. Why you glorifying God? You ain't there yet. Why you magnifying God? And you know what? I don't think praise is premature. As a matter of fact, praise is the processional that takes you into the miracle that God has for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what are you doing? Why are you waving your hands? I'm processing in to what God has for me. I don't know if you've been a member of an old school church where they used to have choir anniversary. And 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 before the anniversary, the choir used to line up in the back. It, it, your church, it might have been choir number one. Or it, it, it might have been the gospel chorus. Uh, and, 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 yeah, and they used to Stand in the back of the church, and they had their new robe on, or their new outfit, and then they they start swaying like this, and they knew all the people that they invited to an anniversary. Oh, you know when they used to have a little extra stuff, and then and then as they were going up the aisle. Get to the people that they invited, and look at you. That's all you're doing when you praise God. You are processing in. Wait, 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 and you know, and you know what? And it's your anniversary because this is going to be the time that you celebrate next year. look back to where you were last year and it's gonna mark an anniversary for you I used to be broke but I'm at my anniversary I ain't broke no more I used to be down but I'm at my anniversary I ain't down I'm just processing in look at somebody and say God is great Told y'all I didn't come to play, I came to preach today. Now, I got to ask you something. I got to ask you something if we serve a limitless God, why is it that our potential is so limited? If we serve a God that's all-powerful, all-knowing, can do any and everything but fail, why is it that your dreams are dwarfed? Why is it that you expect God to do so little when he can do so much? How audacious are you? What kind of audacity do you have to believe God? Are you a punk about yours? Or are you bold enough to say, I ain't never seen God do it before, but that don't stop nothing. He can do it. Most of us looking for examples. But God wants to do some things in your life that there's no pattern for. There's no example for. There's no textbook been written. All God wants to show is I can, whether, oh, yeah, I, somebody will get that by faith. God wants to do something that ain't nobody seen before in your life. God wants to open a door that couldn't nobody else go through. Because uh, he wants you to be the one that said, nobody did it. God, y'all shout God is great he's great and he's greatly to be praised now my grandmama couldn't couldn't talk about the stars she didn't know what the largest star was My grandmama couldn't tell you about the theological aspects of God's superiority. She she couldn't tell you that. She she couldn't tell you what the span of the globe was and how many asteroids and stars there are in the cosmos and how the meticulous ways that God used to create them. She couldn't do all of that. But all my grandmama could do is say stuff like this, simple stuff, that says, he's a wonder. In my soul, he's a wonder, in my soul, he's a wonder, in my soul, bless his name. So Please wander wonder in my soul. Praise a wonder in my soul. Bless His name. That's all, Grandmama knew didn't have no theology. All she could say is he's a wonder. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I can't explain it, but he's just a wonder. I, I can't put it into words, but he's just a wonder. No, no. no. Relax yourself, relax yourself. Relax, he's something here because what I found, Byron, is that every religion believes that their deity is great. So our belief in the greatness of God does not set us apart from anyone else. The Muslims believe that Allah is great. The Hindu believe that Vishnu is great. The Buddhists believe that Buddha is great, but what separates us is not the belief in God's power, but the benefit of his personality. That's it. That's it. Yeah, uh, uh, what good is it to have infinite power? What good is infinite power if we don't have access to it? They they can believe that their deity is great, but they don't have access to his Power. Verse 12 of our theme text says, Also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render each one according to his work. My second and final point is God is not only great, but God is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. John three sixteen. Everybody here knows it. You had to say it before you could eat at your grandmama's house, cause you had to say your Bible verse before you could eat. And and your grandmama, granddad, or uncle, or somebody prayed that real long prayer, and you was hungry like many of us are, cause we just coming off a fast. And 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 uh, and and they prayed that real long prayer, and then after they prayed that real long prayer, they say now everybody. Got to say a Bible verse, and it better not be no Jesus well. And it was the Sunday that all your cousins and them were at the house, so everybody was around the table, and you sitting there next to the chicken going, Lord, it's going to take us an hour for everybody to say all these Bible verses. But this was one of them that everybody had to say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have the goodness of God is ultimately manifest in the cross of Jesus. God was good enough to become like us, dwell with us, preach to us, labor among us, die for us, remove sin from us, rise from us and ascend above us, and prepare heaven for us. God is a good God. Now, I got to take a pause right here uh, and move away for a minute because we're living in an age that that many believe that there are other ways. There was a survey done of pastors, and 10% Of the pastors that were surveyed did not believe in the Bible that they preach. And they kept it as a secret because they they knew if their congregation knew they would be fired. Because how can you preach to me about something you don't believe in yourself? There was another survey that said that, um, do you believe in that if you don't receive Jesus Christ, that you will go to hell? And some leaders that took the survey said, no, that if you don't believe that Jesus is the savior of the world and you're not, don't accept him as your personal savior, you will not go to hell. There is a major, uh, uh, was a major minister, a bishop in this country who was well known and changed his theology. He was removed from the fellowship of the brethren, which means he's no longer counted in Christian circles. He has now denounced Christianity and says he was labeled as a heretic, but he's gone further than that field. He's not only preaching the gospel of inclusion, he says now there is no such thing as Christianity. And there is no hell, that what you're living right now is the only hell that you're going to be in. And that after this life, everybody is going to heaven and Jesus is no consequence to you getting there. And it's a, it's, a, it's a prevailing trend in the 21st century that there's another way to heaven besides Jesus. That's the lie that the enemy is putting out. But, baby, let me be the first to tell you, if you ain't heard it before, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father, but Jesus is the way, baby. There's some other choices, but there's no other way. You can look at all the other choices, but when it comes to the only way, yeah, 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 yeah. It's Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. He is the way. And it's because of the cross. That's the ultimate expression of God's goodness to us, to allow Jesus to put on, to take off the form of God. And count himself like man and come to the earth and die on the cross for you and me. So that we might have a right to the tree of life and have entrance into heaven. I know we wait to the end, but if you don't know the Lord Jesus, the day is your day. If you have not met him as your Savior, today is your day. Don't let another day by trying to look for choices. There is no other way. I can save you a trip, baby. (laughs) Now, knowing that God is good enables every believer to dream, pray, and live beyond the boundaries of their impossibilities. And I understand. I know where you are. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not a, in a vacuum. I, I live on planet Earth. That's right. mm-hmm. And I deal with the same stuff you deal with. I know y'all thinking because I'm standing up here in this white robe and all of that, that I'm above trouble. I'm above temptation. I'm above problems. And, and pastor, you just don't understand. You ain't going through the same stuff that I go through. After all, you do preach. What that supposed to mean? You study the Bible, you got all the answers. Huh? For real? I had the answers when I'm standing up here in front of y'all and God's feeding them to me. But sometimes, any minister will tell you, sometimes the hardest time to find answers is when you got to find them for yourself. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. See, I'll admit to mine. Y'all super sanctified. Y'all make it through all your problems without any issues. Well, the word of the Lord says, and I. ain't, you know, But sometimes you get into some kind of trouble that you can't think of one scripture. Oh uh, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Can y'all be for real today and act new next week? Yeah, yeah. There's sometimes you get in some stuff you can't remember how to pray. You know you're supposed to, but you can't figure out the words to say. You don't know what to do. you just there like, I'm in trouble. I know how to get out, but for some reason, I can't get it going. You flip through the Bible, and and you know the answer in there, but you can't find it. I know how it is, baby. I'm with you. I know. And many times we allow daily pressures and immediate pain to distort our view of the goodness of God. How can God be good now with what I'm going through? I'm sick. How is God good? How did lost people close to me? Either they walked out or they died. How can God be good? I go to church, I go through the motions, but really, if you can really look on my heart and really hear what's inside, I'll be saying, yeah, I'm doing this stuff. But right now, I ain't quite too sure how good God is. And if he's good, he might just be being good to somebody else and and just left me out. I know y'all scared to say that because y'all think that's sacrilegious. That's why I'm saying it for you. We allow frustrations and pain that life brings us. Because you do know everything ain't sent by the devil. Some stuff is just life. It just is. It's just life. It's just what happens. It is what it is. Yeah, and we allow the frustrations of that and, and, and the pain of that. And, and, it, and it makes us lose track on the truth. You know, you can get so caught up in what you're going through, you forget who you serve. You get so wrapped up and tied up with the issue that you fail to look at the remedy. Anybody ever lost their keys right in front of them? And you almost go into panic mode because you late for work. And you walking all over the house looking for your keys. And they in your hand. Oh, I know y'all want to sit there and look at me like, that don't happen to me. You know you lying. That's the first thing you need to repent for, a line keys in your hand and you talking about I can't find where my key Lord where my key and you feel so stupid and you know most of us will look around and make sure there wasn't nobody looking. That's what frustration and pain will do to you. You'll be so preoccupied by what you're going through, you'll forget that the key is right in your hand. You'll forget that you're walking around with the answer in your hand. And we lose track of the truth. Ask me, what is the truth, Pastor? Pastor. I'm glad you asked. The truth is that no matter what you are going through or what you have gone through, God is good. No matter what or who you lost, God is good. Whether you're stuck in one thing or locked out of another, God is good. Good. You could be between a rock and a hard place, hell and high water, but God is still good. Your money might be funny, your change might be strange, but God is good. Yeah, the day might have been bad, but at least you had one. God is still good. Yeah, you failed, but you were forgiven. Yeah, you're sick, but you're being healed. Yeah, you're in a pit, but yet you see the palace. I came to tell somebody that God is... God is good. So my brothers and sisters, I came on my way home to tell you that if you want to activate audacious faith to believe God's ability in the face of impossibilities, then there are two theological things that you got to realize in your life. Number one, that God is able and number two, that God cares. Yeah, can you say that with me? God is able. And that God cares. Can you say it again? Say God is able. And that God cares. If you ever wanted to know how it feels to be a preacher, I'm gonna give you your first experience. I want you to say it like I said, said God is able. Uh And God cares Uh That's how it feels to be standing up here right now Well, I'm getting ready to go home I'm on my way to my seat, yes But I found out that God's power is activated by his passion yeah, whatever God is passionate about yeah. his power then is activated by that passion yeah. but I came to tell you that no matter what state you find yourself in God told you that he loves you yeah. and if he really loves you then his power is activated by the love he has for you Yeah, I came to tell you that God is able Yeah, and God he I'm reminded of a story. It was said that the children of Israel were out in the wilderness. As a matter of fact, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah, and that 40-year period was a punishment that was given by God. Yeah, and they had to walk around in a circle. Because they were disobedient, that they used to treat God funny, they would ask God for His stuff and then they would turn their backs on God. Yeah. They would ask God for a job, and then once they got the job, they stopped praising God for the job. They would ask God for a mate, and then once they got the mate, you couldn't find them in church no more. Yeah. They would come to church and run up to the altar, asking God for healing. But once they received their healing, you couldn't find them at the altar no more. As long as they needed money, they were tithing by faith. But as soon as they got some money, the tithing dried up. Yes, yes. his children and God said the journey that should have lasted for 40 days is gonna last you for 40 years cause I'm mad with you I'm tired of you turning your back on me I'm tired of you mistreating me yeah 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 and then God said In the midst of it, you're gonna have to suffer the desert. You're gonna have to walk in the hot sun. Yes, but all of a sudden. God's passion uh, started activating his power. uh, And although they were under punishment, uh, the Bible says uh, that their their clothes didn't wear out, uh, that as they went along uh, for 40 years, uh, their clothes didn't wear out, not one bit. They didn't have one hole as they walked around for 40 years. And they said that their feet did not swell, which means God did two miracles. As a matter of fact, he did three. The first miracle was that it didn't wear out. The second miracle was that God caused clothes to grow. Yes. because some of them huh, were children huh, when they came out of Egypt. Huh, and as they grew an inch, huh, the hem on their pants grew an inch. Huh, as they grew three inches, huh, the sleeves grew three inches. Huh, as their bodies expanded, huh, no matter how fat they got, huh, the clothes expanded huh, with their bodies. Huh, I came to tell you huh, God. Huh, able huh, and he cares huh, the other miracles huh, God huh, beat Dr. Shows huh, put some insulation huh, in their shoes huh, that they walked huh, over rock for 40 years Yet they didn't have foot pain Yet the feet didn't swell Some of us Can't stand on carpet For more than 15 minutes Until our feet about to bust Wide open Some of y'all got them hour pumps on And you already into the second hour And you gotta pull them off But God God In the midst of their (laughs) shoes, yeah! feel like preaching here God got in their shoes and the more they walked the more comfortable their shoes got although they were in punishment God's power was activated by his passion you may be in trouble but God loves you you may have made mistakes but God loves you you may have done wrong but God loves you yeah You may have fallen But God loves you And because he loves you I dare you To have the audacity To believe him For the impossible Because his power Is activated By his passion Do I have anybody In the room today That thanks God Because he's able Yeah Ah, the Lord who's able. I don't want to get stuck right there, but I can look back over my life and I can tell you every time who's proven it to me. Yeah, yeah. Can tell you uh, That God is able uh, To do uh, More than you can ever imagine uh, All you got to do uh, Is trust him uh, Yeah uh, And God uh, Cares enough uh, To do it uh, Yeah uh, I'm done now uh, On my way To my seat uh, I'm done now uh, But uh, I gotta ask you How audacious are you? What kind of audacity do you have? Do you have the audacity to praise God even though you don't have the miracle yet? to give God glory even though the healing had not manifested yeah, yeah yeah do you have the audacity to lift your hands and give God praise although you don't have the job yet do you have the audacity to give God glory although Don't have the miracle yet. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have asked some of you who were praising God earlier. Why why were you dancing? Why were you praising God? Many of you uh, would have had a testimony uh, to give me uh, as to why uh, you were praising God. Uh, But the real reason uh, you were praising God uh, is because uh, you had the audacity uh, to believe God uh, when everybody uh, told you it wouldn't work. to give God a dance when everything was falling apart yeah 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 I'm going to my last key and then I'm gonna sit down yeah, right there that's where I wanna be do I have In this room that can give God praise for His goodness, that can give God praise for His kindness. The Lord has been good. Who's been good? Look at somebody. Tell your neighbor the Lord has been good. Look at somebody else. Tell them, the Lord has been good, if you believe it, shout, yeah!" he's been good, he's been good. Give him praise huh, for his kindness, give him praise huh, for his mercy, yeah, 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 praise God, if you got two hands, clap them now, if you got two lips, open them now.